millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's BudPod 82. Oh, 82. Um... Haiti Zoo. So a zoo, uh-huh. a Haitian zoo, a zoo in Haiti. A zoo in Haiti. Do you think they have zoos in Haiti? All I ever hear about Haiti is that it's had an earthquake. Right. It seems to be constantly attacked by the planet. Yeah. Earthquake, hurricane, alternatingly. It would be a precarious place to have lots of dangerous predators in cages, yeah. I guess, because those cages could be quaked open. I, it's a, there are some... I, I, I only realized... The other day, that Haiti is like half of the island. Eh? So it's not an island on its own. Oh. The other half, I think, is the Dominican Republic. Is that true? It's just got a line down the middle. Like a pill. You know what? I think I remember in Grand Theft Auto Vice City, (laughs) one of the bosses is a lady and she's Haitian. And the Haitians are always fighting against... Are they fighting against the Dominicans? I think so. They, they, there was a civil war. There was a border war, I think. I feel like... I mean, yeah. It's pretty like a fringe conflict for GTA to to draw from, but they did. It's um, because it's the... Do you watch Dexter? No. The serial killer thing? No. Because it's in Miami and all that, in Florida. Oh. The detective, the, the, the guy who suspects that dexter is the naughty man Hmm. is um either part haitian or he served in haiti like there is a legacy of american involvement in haiti yeah and in the boys which i recommended last week they briefly hide in the basement of a sort of haitian drugs gang wow so it is it is a thing wow wow, wow. so it's very much um a big part of your world uh hazy and it's quite a serendipitous of, of late. <laughs> of latey. Hispaniola of latey. That's the island is called Hispaniola. There you go. And it's the yeah, Dominican oh, Republic. Oh, interesting. Ah. Hispaniola is also the name of the ship in Treasure Island. Is it? Yes. Hispaniola. It sounds piratey. Yeah. Hispaniola. Aboard the Hispaniola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, very yeah. piratey. What does Hispaniola mean? Spanish place. It must, yeah. It's a Hispain. Hispaniola? Like, yeah, it's like a bit his, Hispanish. What does it mean? Hisp- yeah, and there's Hispanic. It must be related to Hispanic. Yeah, definitely. And Hispania is the name of like Spain and Portugal, like all of it, isn't it? Oh, is it? I think so. Interesting. Hin- interesting. Interesting. It's interesting. Let's see. Ah, uh, okay. So it's um, yeah. It sort of means the Spanish island, the but Spanish it's a corruption. Island. It's one of those things where it had like three names in a row, and then it gets all warped. But we know about that because we're from colonies. That's right. My hometown used to be called Jesselton after an English guy. 
Did it? Yeah. Jesselton. Jesselton. My, my hometown is called, was originally called Jesselton. <laughs> You'd confuse people in the UK now if you said you're from Jesselton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, I, if I said I'm, I'm from Natal Colony. <laughs> I'm from Prussia. Yeah. That's funny. It's a cool name, though, Jesselton. It's pretty good. Yeah. And it's uh, Kota Kinabalu now. Yes, well done. It is now Kota Kinabalu. Kinabalu is a mountain. Mm. And Kota, I think originally means fort, but uh, I think now just sort of means city. Place. Mountain place. village mountain, place. Mountain city. So you're from Mountainville. <laughs> yeah. Mountainville, <laughs> USA. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of uh, serial killers, there I've not been able to watch The Boys as you recommended, <laughs> as you recommended last week, but I have watched in one sitting Ooh. ITV's three-parter Des with Doctor Doctor Who, with the, Doctor, the, the Doctor. Doctor Who, yeah, yeah, the Doctor was a serial killer the yeah, whole yeah, yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, part of the Doctor Who universe. Yeah, uh, it's canon now. It's. Ca- Canon is that how you spell? Is that how you pronounce canon? Uh, you can say canon, but uh, I, it's fun to say canon. Canon. I like re- saying it to myself as canon. It sounds more legendary. Um, but yeah, I did this uh, Des Nielsen guy who killed a bunch of people in yeah. the late seventies to early eighties. Yes, but seventy-eight to eighty. Quite eighties, yeah. Seventy-eight to eighty. When they got him. Yeah, yeah, they got him right at the end. Towards the eighties, when they got him, and he. And it, Glenn Moore, friend of the the podcast, guest of the podcast, and his partner Katie, my producer and a, go, a very good writer, live near the Murder Street. Right, yeah. They don't live far from there. In Muswell Hill. Where's Muswell Hill? But it's like far north. It's like north Muswell Hill. It's not like main Muswell Hill. He lived in the Muswell Hill. And that's where he brought a lot of his people back. And some of them were in his first flat and then the other were in his... Something Gardens. Oh, Pierre, I didn't realise we were two young women because we're talking about a serial killer on a podcast. Wait a minute. This is how it happens. Are we two white ladies? <laughs> how did this happen? It really sneaks up on you, doesn't <laughs> All it? All three. All three white ladies, to be fair. Is there a four white ladies murder podcast? Um, there's lots of twos and threes. I don't, I don't think, think there's so. A, I don't think there's a solo one. Maybe it's too spooky to chat about on your own. I think the probability of finding... Four women who know each other who are flippant about murder. <laughs> is it's just in, one probability. Just the right way. It's just one stretch of probability too far, I think. <laughs> Three is about as 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 many as it gets. Yeah. I mean there, there seem it is funny that there is like uh gender stereotypes f- push their way so powerful, right, that they push their way into everything, don't they? So even a new medium like podcasting <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. must reflect. <laughs> and and even when podcasting was new, it seems like it doesn't have any stereotypes. But that's just not enough people are doing it. Yes, right, right. With right. more involvement, an average will emerge. Yes. And the average podcast is, you know, I mean, Bud, Bud Pod, our podcast. Yeah. Guns, guns and poo. Guns and poo, yeah. Poo, yeah. farts and bums. That's pretty, you know, two guys talking about that. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we- I think at a... a if you're listening, I think at a, a, a better level. What, us? Yeah. A better level of... So, right, right, right. Of for, discussion. Right. So, for the... Um, what's the word? Phenotype the, of the... The, the oeuvre. Of the, the two guys chatting. Yeah. It, we, we are at least... Attempt to or come close to epitomizing that. 
Yes, or, or even exemplifying it to the, the best in the best way. Right. So we're the, we're the platonic ideal of two yeah. guys chatting about shit on a podcast. I think so. Yeah. Right. I ho- so you're I saying hope so. And you're saying um, there is a place in the cultural oeuvre for a, a murder-based ladies podcast. Yeah. But only those that exemplify yeah there's a best one genre yeah okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. so then like, as more and more people do it it'll be like in the same way that there's a stereotype where you can see all those memes about like uh oh i'm not like other guys i have a podcast yeah okay like, oh you're not a millennial man unless you have a podcast sure that's a stereotype right yeah now in mo- enough women have done podcasting that their own stereotype has emerged right and yes. it turns out that's murder yeah it is murder yeah yeah whereas yeah. you might not have guessed that in 2000 and whatever six no when podcasting sort of came out no yeah you wouldn't have gone well you know what all these <laughs> girls at school with me are going to be doing when they're older a show about bloody murder in 2006 my yeah my guess if if you if you pressed me and said what what would most women's girls podcasts be about from the limited knowledge i had of girls they would be about <laughs> hillary duff and not talking to me <laughs> So it's funny how, how how life can surprise you. I would have said thin eyebrows and uh, My Chemical Romance. <laughs> well, the girls From, you knew into My Chemical Romance. The ones that I spoke to. Right, okay. <laughs> the ones that were willing to speak to me were. And the ones that weren't had thin eyebrows. <laughs> thin eyebrows. Thin, thin brows. <laughs> now it's a, we, we live in a thick eyebrow generation. This is true. Billie Eilish, a couple of absolute beetle, beetlers. On her brow. It is about the grandural. Re- it's about the reclaiming of size. This is a reclaimed the brow. The, the 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 female reclaiming of size has happened over the last decade. Yeah. It started with J Lo's ass. Yes. Right. Remember yeah. that. Yeah. That was you, revolutionary. Well, you see pictures of like 1990s hot babes. Mm. There's no ass there at all. No ass to to to, to speak of. No ass but to then, speak of. Uh, as as we approach the latest wave of feminism, this idea of reclaiming space and and allowing um, oneself to take space in the male dominated world, and it started, you know, J Lo's ass was a, a part of it. I'm not saying it was the most <laughs> important part or the hardest fought part, but it was an important. Um, aesthetic part nonetheless and i think as the years have gone on that reclamation of reclaiming that reclaiming of size has moved across the body and we're now at the eyebrows moved upwards yeah (laughs) it's good (laughs) it's trickle up it's it's trickle up politics trickle up size reclamation yeah that's on see that's the thing that's what i'm saying about our nonsense chat we just invented a a pseudo-scientific pseudo-academic feminism concept that's pretty good i think it's pretty good concept you know so i think it's pretty good concept. trickle trickle up size reclamation sounds like something you'd see in a citation yeah in a book that you buy in an airport right yeah where you're not buying a book about the concept but you're buying a book written by someone famous who's read about it and they're referencing it <laughs> <laughs> yes 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 they're giving it they're lending it their own authority for you to exactly yeah 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 and now it's now it's do you think do you think <laughs> do you think women's eyebrows are bigger now because they need to be more powerfully skeptical <laughs> about what's going on in society <laughs> and about men like they can't furrow their brows at us if yes. they're too thin they don't seem serious enough 
Thin eyebrows are actually a patriarchal conspiracy yeah. Yeah. to keep women from expressing themselves. <laughs> to keep women from being able to f- fully frown and, yeah, and yeah. get annoyed at Paired what we're with doing. Botox, we really had the ladies not being able to tell anyone what they felt. She didn't react. <laughs> I what said, do you mean I she said, wanted a raise? She didn't, did I, I, said she like was, I said she was, wasn't getting a bonus and she was po-faced. No, no reaction at all. Like, well, you, you tricked her into her shaving off her eyebrows and paralyzing her face. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate con. <laughs> uh, uh. I, was, I was talking about this with someone the other day about the old question of like, why, do, why does like women's shampoo cost like 30 quid and men's is like a pound? Right. Like it comes out of a big industrial hopper. Yeah. And um, initially they were saying, no, 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 there's loads of men's stuff that's expensive. You know, you can get men's this and men's that and men's beard shampoo and uh, and that's all true. And like, oh, you can even get like men's foundation and makeup. Oh, and yeah. That, and that's also true. But I was saying like, but it's just not, you don't, and I said, yeah, but you don't know anyone who buys that. She was like, yes. no, that's true. I don't know anyone who buys it. And I was saying it's like men have some kind of, like a really strong union. Like as, when, as, as in like an official body. Yeah, like a purchasing power union. So whenever someone comes out and goes, <laughs> your hair's not really men's hair unless you use this. And then the, the union of men goes, is it more than eight pounds? And they go, it, it's 14 pounds. And they just go, no. And either they have reduced the price or they take it off the shelf. It just doesn't go anywhere. It's brutal. That's a, yeah, the cheap shampoo lobby is very powerful. In the men's in, union, in shampoo men's is one of their cent- found, founding issues, one of their constitutional issues. <laughs> Where they just go, we're not going to do it. Yeah, yeah, This yeah. haircut costs over £35. That's our ceiling. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's just classic supply and demand. But They're why just... can't we be bullied? Why is it that when, the, when all the prestige marketing goes into that, because it just doesn't seem to work. Women, bless them, absolutely refuse to judge men primarily on their looks. <laughs> and it has been the downfall since the starting of since the start of civilization. They will not do it, and so there is no value for yeah. it. You know, there's no value. That's true, and not only is there no value in the sense of women don't judge us by our looks to that extent, other men will think that you're weird. It's a double whammy. It's a, it's a double neg. But, it's, do, but do other men only find it weird because uh, women don't value it enough? If women, like say in Korea, yeah. where there's a huge male cosmetic market, mm. you know, those guys aren't going to think it weird of each other. Presumably yeah. because they all understand there is something to be gained from it. If, if other men understood, ah, this guy is, this guy's bought moose so he can... <laughs> Get lucky. <laughs> then we go, that's a smart guy. We don't yeah. go, what a, what a weird guy. I like the idea of like a proper like Sopranos looking dude. Going, this guy's buying moose so he can get lucky. I get it. Hey, no problem. Like, like he was about to bully him. It's like, all right. Yeah, that's true. But what's the proportion needed, right? So even let's say that uh, something happens in the UK and like 20%, one in five women will only get off with a guy with lipstick on. Okay. I'd say that's still not high enough. Because if even if even if you buy the lipstick and a guy's like, why the fuck are you buying that? And, he, and you're like, 
Didn't you hear? I don't know. One in not. five women will only go for the guy with lipstick. I think that means that that's, those odds are low enough. One in five. That I don't think go, so. I because th- I think yeah? tw- I think twenty percent is still higher than the number of women who care for guys really hench. And the bodybuilding, yeah. you know, bodybuilding is very. I mean, of course, there are other aspects of bodybuilding that are classically masculine. Yeah. But from a cosmetic point of view, tiny speedos. Yes. Hubbo. <laughs> Hubbo. <laughs> Tiny speedos and blue striped tops. Hup ho! <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's um. But like I was thinking the other day, you know, like how quickly cars stopped meaning a shit. Like our yeah. generation couldn't give a shit about cars. Yeah. This idea of like ladies love a guy with a fancy car, like yeah, it just not is not true anymore. And it was. I mean, maybe it always was a bit of a fabrication, but I think feel like in the '90s it kind of like it was a little more. It comes up a lot in old media. Yeah. What does he drive? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. What? What does he drive? <laughs> He's on the bus. <laughs> We're all on the bus now. Yeah, yeah. It makes more sense in the countryside where you genuinely can't fucking get anywhere without one. But then it's like. And then it's, it's the, just like the, the, still, having one. Yeah, something. yeah. Then they still don't care what it is. Yeah. 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 If you have like a, a Ford Fiesta, you were the most popular guy at school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. But you were mobile. Yeah. You were mechanized. You were a modern man. You were a mechanized teen. <laughs> Mecha teen. Mecha teen. <laughs> Who will drive us to the f- to the to the barn to get drunk? Mecha teen. Like a proper like heavy on the synth nineties kids cartoon tune. <laughs> like a transformer that has some illegal beer in the boot. <laughs> in sort of car mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mecatine. His yeah, his main attack is just like the extraordinarily high pressure jizz that comes out of his <laughs> dick five times a day. <laughs> <laughs> Goes just like Ultraman destroying buildings. <laughs> it's got that blue flame. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like a Dragon Ball Z kind of fireball thing. Yeah, <laughs> around the around the sides. It's yeah, like yeah. Got a blue, yeah. <laughs> Looks yeah. like a comet when it goes. That's right. Yeah, yeah, Mecatine. Yeah. <laughs> With the power of a thousand wanks, wanks. I am Mecatine. With the power of a thousand wanks, of a thousand wanks, of a thousand wanks, I am Mecatine. Mecatine, saving the world Jacket off while thinking of girls He's got a robot eye He's got a robot beam He's gonna save the world It's Mecatine! The Adventures of Mecatine And me, Spaffy! They could definitely create some kind of renewable energy source from how much teens have to jack it yeah because it is a it's like at a certain point it's like a medical necessity i mean like at 30 i could i could power a hamlet (laughs) at 30 i could power a hamlet like (laughs) a stage production of hamlet (laughs) all the the lights and the sounds (laughs) i think like if you're a teen you could you could power a small town maybe even a cathedral city a cathedral city, yes, wells. Mm-hmm. You could power wells. I reckon you could power wells. 
And then maybe you could incentivize it with, maybe that would remove the shame. That's right. I'm doing it for the community, for they're, society. They're doing it for us. Yeah. You know, thank God that nature, you know, has provided. Yeah. People would people would be almost sort of ruefully affectionate the way that you are of what the, the way that people are about autumn and poems. <laughs> um, a necessary part of the renewal of the contract of life. Or do you think that all the jacking teens? <laughs> but would the jacking teens, as with almost every power source, yeah, get picketed and get yeah um, protested by the fucking hippies? I reckon. The hippies will find a way. Yeah, give them enough time outside <laughs> outside young Jamie's house will be like 15 dirty hippies protesting something they don't even understand. Hey right man. Now. Hey man, hey just man. let let him let him jerk off for jerking off sake, man. Don't enslave his self-love. That's what they say. <laughs> they demand an inquiry into what he's jacking off to. Yep, yep, yeah, and what what he's consuming to replace all this jizz? Yep, like jizz doesn't come from anywhere, man. Do you know how many Big Macs he's eating? <laughs> you know how much rainforest that boy's jizz has cut down? <laughs> yeah, all that loo paper, man. Do you know how many trees that is? You better not be flushing that Kleenex, man. It blocks the pipes, dude. <laughs> Yeah, they'd find that people would find a way to be upset about this Absolutely. marvelous new invention. Absolutely, I still have. I still. My question always with uh, like people's problems with nuclear mm. power, because mm. it is. Have you ever seen that graph of like how much energy there is per like usable kilogram of a fuel? Uh huh. And it's like coal, petrol, you know, wood, whatever. Yeah. And there isn't room on the graph for nuclear. Yeah. Nuclear goes up like a million graphs worth. Yeah. And you just think, obviously, we don't want Chernobyl or what, Fukushima to happen. That's right. But, okay, don't build it on an earthquake line in the UK. Fine. Yeah, and maybe don't let um, uh, communists build any. Don't, be don't a good let, idea. Don't let communists build any or run it. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> don't have a system where if you report a flaw, you get killed. <laughs> <laughs> Your family get kidnapped and you get shot in the woods. That is a bad plan for nuclear power. <laughs> That's true. Um, but other than that, as, my idea has always been like, you know, there's all the deep mine shafts that get shut down and everyone gets angry about Margaret Thatcher. Yeah. Put it down a mine. Right, yeah. So, oh no, it's leaking. And you go, oh, is it going to leak through granite <laughs> way beneath the earth? No. Because with Chernobyl, okay, it sucks that the town of Chernobyl was irradiated. It does kind of suck. That does suck. But the real issue for years was all the drift, right? All the particles in the air. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Getting in everyone's sheep. And the groundwater. But getting then, in the sheep, getting in the water. But yeah, that could happen. I mean, aquifers can go pretty low, can't they? If you put it in a, yeah. a mine. But what if it's like eight or nine miles deep where it's like it's actually hot because it's so close to like the boiling crust? I don't know. I don't know. My geology is not up to this. They're not a geology podcast. We're a women's murder podcast. <laughs> And a boys' poo podcast, <laughs> and a and a non a non a gender fluid person's science podcast, and a non-binary person's arts podcast. I'm trying to think of all the different combos. Oh, that that are out there. I don't know. Yeah. The, what would the other stereotypes be? There aren't enough. We don't know yet. Podcast hasn't caught up. Yeah. I guess it would be the kind of informative American podcast. Oh my god. That is like constantly amazed by. The thing they already knew? I can't stand it. 
and they always have to pitch things as like a big story. Yeah, because then then it's like, no, apparently no one's going to listen to the end of your mystery if you don't go. And I discovered something that would change my mind forever. You're like, no, you didn't. You discovered the end of the, the the answer to the question you posed in the title of the podcast. Where's Billy Mumpkins? You found him, or you didn't. My favorite part is uh, when they remind you of the the voice you're listening to. So, like, yeah. if you say something, yeah, this is Pierre again. Yeah. <laughs> this is Pierre speaking again. That's my favorite part of American podcasts. This is Pierre. I I like um. I like when they do something that completely removes me from its target audience. Um, so they like, say something that... I mean, we all love baked beans. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. Like that. But they do it on like a mass cultural level. Uh-huh. So they'll say something like, but what's the deal with Germany, really? <laughs> okay. And you'll be like, what? <laughs> it's something that only sort of makes tangential sense if you're actually just from America and you've never... You hear oh. that question and you go, Yeah. What but is does, the deal with Germany? Does Europe have supermarkets? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, what? <laughs> but Am I, I going to learn? You think, I'm not going to learn anything from this. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And they, they, it, re- it destroys your faith in, in the podcast completely as a, as a, as a project. Because they say something like, but I, all I knew was that while I was visiting France, I would need to get my hands on a lot of clean socks. And I wasn't sure if I would be able to. What? It's it's it, and it makes you feel weird because you found it through the internet. What it's available mean? to anyone, yeah, not just Americans. Right. I'm not surprised when I'm physically in America, watching an American show on an American terrestrial television channel. Yeah, that's aimed at Americans, mm-hmm. because only Americans can watch it. Yeah, I got it through the internet. They put it on the internet, knowing that anyone could get it, and they haven't internationalized its tone. But I mean, American cultural output has been international for decades now, and they've never. But they made haven't any internationalized attempt. it. That's what it. Uh, uh, and it's we're talking about like the New York Times and stuff, like Washington Post. Right. I understand. I see. They're I see, still I see. so inward looking. Yeah. Whereas I bet if you even if you downloaded a Mongolian podcast, they'd be like, and for anyone listening in Germany, that's a type of sheep's milk we drink. Like they would, they would think about it. Yeah. But it's I always go, oh, they really don't even think about it. But then they. they, they go, I'm putting this on the American internet. Right, but I mean, you—they still then, then it's on you not to listen to it. Oh, I know that. I'm saying how I feel about it. Okay. I'm not saying that there needs to be a root and branch reform of the American mind, <laughs> although I would like that. <laughs> I'm just saying I always find it like it, it's a it's a sobering moment to realize that they really it does not cross their mind that they could be saying something that is gibberish. You get it in the UK sometimes, but it's more among the older generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean. I go, but why would anyone have a problem with the empire? They they say things like that on like documentaries. Right, okay, okay, okay. They don't say, why would anyone say there's nothing good about it? They say, why would anyone have a problem? Okay. Or, the, or like uh, during the Brexit debate when people were like, why wouldn't Kenya give us as generous a trade deal as when we owned Kenya? Right, you know, yeah. Well, I can think of a few few reasons, a few camps. Uh, America is so massive. It, it um, It's huge. If all of Europe spoke the same language, I think you know we'd we'd we'd, we'd be in a similar position. Yes, yes, and I wonder how long the French can stop that from happening. <laughs> Stubborn French. It's basically just them at this point That's trying true. to stop it. The Germans don't care. They there's there's problems in in small countries in Europe because of how much English everyone speaks. Oh really? Yeah, Netherlands and Iceland have got like little movements popping up saying 
a lot of young people have like bad Dutch or like bad Icelandic. It um I I remember when I was growing up in Malaysia there was a bit of that. Yeah. Like like kids are told to read things in Malay and speak Malay mm. and that we were speaking too much English. Yeah. I was I was even encouraged in South Africa. My parents were like, "Try not like." I would use slang words, and I always thought that there were these words that were rude, because my parents would be like, "Well, don't say that. <laughs> don't use that." And they're like, "Orange." Yeah, but it was they because they were worried I would end up speaking this kind of mad patois. What what slang Afrikaans slang words? Yeah, well, Afrikaans or, or even like bits of Zulu or whatever was drifting in. That's fun because like really really slang heavy South African English is unintelligible at points <laughs> to anyone outside of the country. Uh. So you sort of go like, okay, so in South Africa, everyone's like, that guy speaks English. And outside of South Africa, it's like, we don't know what that is. Yeah, 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 okay. That's the, what you worry about. Yeah. And then the same thing has happened in South Africa to, to Zulu. My uncle was telling me that he gets compliments. I mean, my uncle's fucking old, but he gets compliments from all the old Zulu guys he talks to because they're like, wow, you Zulu is like pure Zulu. Mm. grammatically pure and like you don't use any foreign vocabulary uh, whereas if you it's hear Trulu. Like, it's Trulu <laughs> he speaks Trulu he speaks Isi Trulu <laughs> <laughs> it's not Folu <laughs> oh it's Trulu <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah because he won't say like uh, you know he won't just drop in uh, the, an English word when a slightly fustier Zulu word would work Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like technically, the Afrikaans word for lorry driver is like a trillion syllables long. I don't mm. even remember it. It's like motorized heavy wagon conductor. Like yeah, it's, it's got insane. a Germanic, Germanic structure. Yeah, whereas you could just say lorry driver. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I, I, I once downloaded an app because I thought I should get some better Afrikaans to talk to my auntie in. Uh-huh. Like, that would be a nice thing to do. And it said, the word for taxi is hürmutur. Like hireable motor, right? Okay. There's a motor that is hireable. I was like, what? Said, it's not. It's taxi. Mm. But they were using this like ethnographically pure. Right. You just say varsity taxi. Where's the taxi? And if we were going over there, I could understand that. Yeah, or you said varsity here motor. They'd be like, where's the time machine that you just came out? <laughs> Did you just go backwards for a bit? That was. Did you again. just tenet for a bit? <laughs> Have you seen tenet? No, not yet. Still yeah. haven't seen it. People have been reading the book, though. Oh, yes, that's right. I got a tweet from a yeah, bud I pod. Read that book. A pod bud. Um, you need to read it as part of this book off we're going to have. That's true. I've already got so many bloody books, though. I've got a big old... I'm, crush, I'm crushing a, a Diet Coke bottle, everyone. For the recycling. Very good. Are you happy now? I thought you didn't have to do recycling here. We do do recycling. Oh. It's just that... You haven't um, washed it out. Yeah, you have to wash it out. Yeah, the little dribble of... Yeah, That's going to stop it? Yeah, That's going to stop it from being... Uh... Yes, I don't know. They're very picky. <laughs> you don't know, yeah. Do I don't know, but... <laughs> I don't think they're going to scrub it out for you. I, I, I don't know. Like, how much washing do you... If anyone works in a recycling center or plant, yeah. can they please get in touch? Because I need to know how clean to make my jars for you. Well, as we've discussed, probably since we knew each other... Probably this is something I think we talked about 10 years ago, oh. but it's still as true today. Um, the truth truth is the enemy of comedy. If you do too much research into something, your jokes don't work anymore. 
Mm, I will amend that statement and say unfamiliar truth is the yeah okay i think a lot of comedy is actually uh pinned it's pinned on shared truth shared truth well here's the thing but new truths are not very funny they're just interesting well here's the thing i have some good jokes about trying to clean peanut butter out of a jar okay how shit that is yeah then i looked it up you don't have to do that anymore to recycle apparently not what it depends on your authority as well depends who's doing it but there are recycling techniques where it doesn't fucking matter oh because it's like you're breaking the glass down in a foundry. You think that it, whatever thousands of degrees to melt glass can't burn off a bit of nut butter. Does it just... But it doesn't just... Nut comes butter. up a slag. Which is delicious on toast. It is. <laughs> but, <laughs> Toasted but, slag. It's still an impurity. Sure, but I mean, that happens oh, when they make glass. come off the glass. top, you mean? Yeah, they, it's in a foundry. For fuck's sake, of course. There's impurities when they make it. I'm, and, uh, I'm assuming. <laughs> Again, not a glass podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that stereotype belongs to uh, people from the Isle of Boot. What's that? It's an island in Scotland. Do they make glass? Oh, I made that up. Okay. I'm imagining that if they all did a podcast, it would be weirdly about glass. I see, I see, I see. Yeah. But yes, do we, if you have any recycle industry pod buds, please let let me know. Actually, this... I'm, I'm spending hours <laughs> cleaning my rubbish. Hours. <laughs> well, that's my joke, because I go, I've oh, got to make sure the rubbish is clean for the bin. It's like a punishment from hell. <laughs> it's plastics which which I'm concerned about because there's so many like different types of plastic and I don't think things separate like with glass. You know, I don't think there's slag with plastic. But also they don't even ask you to separate it. So you go, well, they must be sorting at some point. Right, right, right. Because even in the plastic section of your nine bins, if you live in one of those places that has nine bins, there are plastics that you cannot mix. Type five, type seven. Type three. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Anyway, we, we must stop talking about recycling. I can feel... You you say that people dropping off. Well, so here's my here's my story that I wanted to raise because there's nothing more exhausting spiritually, draining for me, Phil, mm. than when there's a story about how that good thing that everyone thought was good is actually even worse. You like that? No, there's nothing more draining, and I don't mean okay. draining as in <laughs> like a massive, <laughs> a massive wank. I mean okay. draining bad spiritual. Okay. Pew. <laughs> just it makes me tired it makes me want to lie down forever unless you were never doing it then you feel vindicated that feels quite good 
Yes, but I, I'm I'm generous enough of heart that I feel bad That's anyway. Nice. For, the, nice. for the people, Phil. That's nice. For those people out there. Um, there's a story on the BBC about the, about the flushing, the toilet flushing. This is also relevant because this is a toilet podcast. Well, this is why I've never flushed my toilet. Well, that's it. They call him Build Up Phil. <laughs> the bricklayer. I just let the natural pressure of everything I put in there take care of itself. For, for, to be fair to you, each, each piss is like a little bit more of a flush. It is true. Physically. It's true. It's true. Um, but that's so right, that's what right. is the flushing thing? So, you know, there's, there's, there's like, a, oh, little flush for a wee, big flush for a poo. Yeah. And you pick which one. Yeah. Those leak. What do you mean those leak? They leak. They're supposed to save water, but the mechanism leaks. Oh, I think I saw this in the news today. Yeah, that's what I'm bringing it up. Wait, uh, four, the... four, four billion liters a year or something. Mad. What is the number? So the little flush leaks water. Yeah. Where? Into the system? Yeah. So it's like the toilet is constantly mini flushing itself a little bit all day forever. Huh. So it's actually wasting more water than an old school toilet system, which is just has a handle. Uh, uh, and the entire point people have been putting those fucking things in their restaurant bathrooms is so that patrons could go, just a piss for me, thanks. Keep the change. <laughs> <laughs> and feel like they're helping not use all the river water to flush their massive logs away instead of using it to give fish something to breathe. And it turns out, Phil... Twas all for naught. And it wasn't even for naught. Twas all for negative a billion or whatever it is. Where is it? Now, you see, water wastage is one of the four, wastages I find hard. Sorry. 400 million litres a day. Is lost from the little flush? Yes. I don't believe that for a second. Yes. In the world, worldwide? Yeah. No, in the UK. What? No. Yeah, 400 million litres. That's not true. Look, I will say this. Part of that number sounding big is because people don't know how much water there is. There's loads. Right. Like, when, like when people go, do you know it takes 200 liters to grow an avocado? Mm-hmm. I say, that's not very much. Right, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's, that's not much. Well, this is the thing, the idea of wasting water. It's like, where's it going? It's not flying off the planet Earth. <laughs> it's all staying here. What are you talking about? It's going in the sea and getting dirty. Well, wasting treated water? But as long as your infrastructure is up to it, that's not a problem, is it? No one has desalination plants. No one can get the water from the sea, apart from, like, Dubai. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once it's in the sea, and you don't have a desalination plant, uh-huh. he's gone. Yeah, but we still get we still get it, though, don't we? Yeah, but we're using it too quickly, Phil. Oh, I see, I see, I see. The rate is wrong. Right, okay. And also, if the land isn't moist and juicy, mm. it actually rains less. Because mm. there's nothing evaporating. Ah. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. It's a big problem. Um, the UK is going to get all dry and crusty like a big scab well England will Scotland will still be wet as hell right so all that rain we complain about is actually a good thing it's good the rain is good and but this this is what annoys me is that it's the kind of thing where everyone will go we really should change to the, the toilet where you have to admit to the toilet whether it's a poo <laughs> <laughs> make a sort of never, toilet confessional I was never aware of this this large-scale cultural movement to the to the to the to the wee flush which is odd to me because you had a joke about it when we were at university doing stand-up and that was when it kind of arrived what was the joke it was something about uh you resented having to assess your own dump (laughs) 
I was good. I was good back then. <laughs> I had my finger on the pulse. Young Phil. Um, like Young Sheldon. Like Young Sheldon. That's your spin-off. <laughs> a spin-off podcast called Young Young Phil. <laughs> He's zany. Uh, um, yeah, man. I remember that's when it sort of happened, sort of 2008, 2009. Interesting. Interesting. But that ma- that story made me go, oh, can't good things be good? Yeah. Why is it always... Oh, it turns out that the 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 environmentally friendly paint was made of children. It's always some harrowing consequences. It's always cursed monkey poor shit. One has just come to mind, actually, which yeah. really bothered me a few months ago, which was um, right at the start of lockdown. Lockdown was at its most strict worldwide, and all these planes were grounded, and yeah. no one was traveling, and cars, you know, the fossil fuel use was like at an all-time low. Um, I was listening to a radio show about it, and they had an environmental expert on and the host was like well at least this will be an opportunity for some nature to to recover and for uh, carbon dioxide levels to reduce and the guy was like no nah, not really it's <laughs> it's hardly going to make any difference <laughs> i mean maybe if this stays like this for 20 years but it's still going to make and you just go oh for god's sake <laughs> What is the point of anything then? <laughs> Sometimes it feels like the scale of it is if you were like the mayor of a town, like a big town, and someone just went, I think it's bad the pipes are all made of lead. I think it's making people go insane. Mm. And you went, well, perhaps um, perhaps the people drank less water. Went, no, it, it's, still in, it's still in the water. Well, perhaps, and you're just trying to think of things that don't involve ripping up the entire town yeah. and starting again. Yeah. And that's why people don't like engaging with the issue. Yeah. Because they can sense that the mountain is so high that they'll they'll die in the attempt. Like, this is not possible. Mm. It feels impossible. Like you say, for like a global plague to just be like, no, no, people are still making sandals from old tires and things. So, no. <laughs> you go, oh. People are still making a billion bright yellow plastic blow-molded rubber ducks and then seemingly dumping them straight into porpoises' mouths. So, <laughs> I'm afraid not. Uh, I know, it's psychotic. And then you see a news article where it's like, microplastics found in the belly of a crab. And you go, oh, that can't be good. I don't know enough about microplastics or crabs or what they eat or whether it's significant that it's... It, but it feels like an omen, doesn't it? From medieval times. Yeah. We did cut open the belly of a crab, and yay, twas full of microplastic. A bad omen for the harvest. Mm. Like if you cut, up a, cut open a beehive and, the, uh, and there was a priest's head in there, you think, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> We've been cursed by the devil. Why is that such a horrible and funny image? <laughs> it would be a, that would be a good scene from like a kind of a Midsommar-style horror film, wouldn't it? Yeah. Someone going, what's in the beehive? And there's this, this face covered in honey going... Oh. Well, first, like, first the, the, there's a character collecting um, honey and honey's dripping, but then yeah. the honey gets gradually redder. Yes, and he's redder. like, oh! Yeah, then and he, he tastes it and goes, oh! And he runs to the village. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and they cut it open and there's just a thumb, just a head there looking upwards slightly. Oh. And it's the priest who went missing in the first scene. That's right, that's right, that's right. Mm. Hey, this is a good movie. We've done another movie. We've done another good movie. Um, speaking of heads and things, and bringing us back to our original, uh, well, my original topic, uh, 
the serial killer Des boiled heads overnight. Oh, of course. Sorry, yes. So you he saw boiled, you want- He boiled heads overnight while he slept. He boiled them overnight? Well, he just like left them, like he cut off the guy's head and just put him in a pot and then just let it simmer overnight, like he's making a stock. It'd simmer a head? Yeah. He'd simmer a head? Why? Was he eating it? No. I think it's just a bit odd. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I think if you spoke to any of the lead detectives in that case, they'd agree. <laughs> it's just a bit, a bit odd. odd. He great glasses. He has basically my specs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have like 80 serial killer specs. Yeah, but I mean, you um, you flambe the heads. Yes. So you're different. It's such an 80s thing, isn't it? To boil a head and lose yeah. all the flavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of the way your, your, your grandmother would make a boiled, um, make a head. But this, now This isn't your grandma's boiled head. No, no, no. I um, sous vide. You've, you sous vide a head yeah. with uh, garlic butter mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. A few sprigs of rosemary. Sounds, sounds delicious, actually. It sounds pretty good. Sweet meats. Sweet meats. That's the head of an animal. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. The cheek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all that, and the brains, I think. Yeah. So he just boiled these goddamn heads. Well, I think I don't know how many times he did it. He Like, he was quite... According to the show, he seemed quite inconsistent with what he'd do to the bodies. Like, some of them he just, like, put on the chair next to him and watch TV with them. Yeah, ugh. <laughs> that's, the, that's the worst part. That's worse than boiling a head. It's, is, it's worse because it feels like they, he will was getting something quite nice from it. You can imagine him boiling the head like, angrily, and it's easier to go, you're a bad man. Yeah. Because you're like, not only did you kill this poor poor guy, but you're boiling his head now, so you're like, that's even worse now. Yeah. You're defiling it. Yeah. Whereas the watching TV with it is like, well, so you liked them, nah. but not alive? Yeah. God, it's horrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, Pretty I, wanky. I, I mean, I'm interested in all this stuff, but I think the reason, like... I think a reason I'd be uncomfortable doing a podcast about it is that I can't quite shut my brain off to the inherent tragedy and horror of it. It's, mm. When I read about it or I look into it, it's always in the same way that you push your tongue against an ulcer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. very addictive. Yeah. But it makes you. It's to make you feel bad in an addictive way. It's not nice. Yeah. Whereas some people just have like the mental equivalent of a mouthful of ulcers and don't seem to mind. Yeah, you're just squeezing them all day. Maybe they've just compartmentalized better than I have. I don't know. But something like that. God, it's horrible. Was he? Was it like a? He was gay, but he didn't want to admit it, kind of thing as well. That's yeah. Seems to be a kind. That of always theme. seems to come up. Uh, yeah. A lot of serial killers where it's like, oh, they'd you'd kind of hire male prostitutes and then freak out and kill them. Oh really? No, yeah, no, that seems think, to be a thing. I don't thing. think it was like that. Anyway, we're we're turning into a different podcast. Maybe that should be how you sell. But it is a good show, is all I'm saying. Apparently, his performance is amazing. Yeah, it you see, they had more complaints about the smoking than any of the violence. Oh, really? Yeah, the Daily Mail did an article where it's like Ofcom got like 36 complaints about him. Do they have to smoke in every scene? Really? Like, Sorry, have you forgotten what the past was like <laughs> when every building had a yellow ceiling? Yeah, there. Yeah, there's a lot of smoking in pubs, and even now, having not smoked for years, I go, "Ooh, that must be brilliant." <laughs> yeah. Smoking in a pub. <laughs> I don't even like the smell, and when it's on screen, it looks great. Yeah, 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 yeah. It makes you want. It makes you want a cigarette. It's one of the. It's one of the things that on screen looks brilliant. Is so, and what is the most disproportionate example of that? Where the reality is that is so far from the screen loveliness. 
I mean, smoking is pretty high up there. Yeah, because... Like, I'm, Mad Men. I mean, oh. I wonder how many... Having someone a, should do a study how many cancer deaths Mad Men is directly responsible for. <laughs> but, like, watching Mad Men, so good. it's like having a whiskey at 11 in the morning. <laughs> looks yeah. great. But if you ever try that, fuck up your whole day. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, and you get all tired and you have a headache at about half four. Yeah, appalling. Yeah. Oh. So, like, that's quite a big gap. But I'd say the smoking gap is even bigger. Because on screen, it looks like plus 100. Yeah. And in real life, it's like minus 100. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's yeah. so gross and, and not fun. And yeah, and also, like, for our, again, it's like the car thing for our generation is just not cool anymore. Yeah. Like, smoking's at an all time low, really. It briefly became rollies were a bit cool. That's right. And that's now right. those are the normal type of smoking because mm. straights are so expensive. Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. So now it's like, well, no, you're fucking nans on rollies now. Right. Because an actual pack of cigarettes is like. 30 trillion pounds whatever it is now it must be like 25 quid mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i was amazed when you and me were in amsterdam and it was like three quid oh europe's ridiculous europe is insane but amsterdam i was like, the dutch i was like but you you fucking cycle everywhere yeah you're always on like healthy lists you know the healthiest countries blah, maybe blah, they're blah. so healthy they like they do it to show off cigarettes <laughs> uh, are actually only like 50 cents here but uh, we're just so healthy and we don't buy any yeah, our life expectancy isn't even going down look I can do this all day the stats uh, still get better yeah they're so tall and rangy and fit yeah it's to mock it's to mock the UK where we don't smoke at all but everyone's fat yeah but our lungs are, are good yeah. All the better to breathe and to get some more pudding. <laughs> <laughs> it's wine o'clock somewhere. Give me the coffee and no one gets hurt. Bless this mess. I like two things. Pals and Prosecco. And I'm all out of pals. One Prosecco, two Prosecco, three Prosecco, floor. If the wife asks, I'm working. Keep calm and keep drinking tea. Tat attack! Uh, should we read some he- emails? We should read some emails. We should do a correspondence special. Yeah, we should. We were going to do one this week. We forgot. I forgot. Um, I've, I, I'm going to try, Phil, and dip in to some of the correspondence requests I get. Correspondence requests? Well, like you'd send a message request on Instagram or Twitter. Oh. So we get sent tat through those mediums as oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. But often I just fire up the Gmail. That's true. So, this is um, sort of irony, Tat. Yep, great. I, okay, I have, a, I have a little more time for irony, Tat. Yeah. Well, so it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a t-shirt on a lady. Oh, hello. And it says, in pink comic sans, don't talk to me until I've had my... Yep. And then in uh, curly-whirly writing, morning shit. Yeah, yeah, I mean, playing on a theme, but... And this is it. Eventually, that becomes hack, too. But this is it, isn't it? Where it comes out the other side, doesn't it? What, the shit? Yes, eventually. <laughs> the morning shit, yeah. Eventually it comes out the other side. Um, yeah, and then you go, but this is the same. as t- It's like ironic racism. Yes. There's a point where you go, but now you're just saying it God, a- I miss again. The, I miss the golden days of ironic racism when people would <laughs> presume you didn't mean it. Now, now you can't be sure anymore. But that's the problem, isn't it? Is that I, I remember us discussing that as the, the culture transitioned from, from, ha ha, to, wait, did that guy mean that? Yeah. He seemed yeah. genuinely annoyed. <laughs> he seemed upset at us for, yeah. being, for being here. Yeah. I, I, I was on um, 
a Sean Dave as a, a John Richardson's Ultimate Warrior, and one of my concerns was that I missed the golden age of racist jokes, which made everyone <laughs> uncomfortable. But they had no right to doubt me because I'm right. There, yeah. There, there was a time where pu- public and political life wasn't so fraught that you that you couldn't be sure whether or not someone meant something racist. It was actually an indicator of stability. That's right. Like the Dutch of the smoking, we can afford to do this because how great everything else is. That's right. It doesn't matter. That's right. Maybe one day we'll have an, a non-white prime minister, e.g. Rishi Sunak, mm-hmm. and his first speech would just be a long <laughs> racist joke. Yeah, that'd be nice. He'll, he'll walk up there and go, <clears throat> an Englishman and Irishman and a Pakistani walk into a pub. Like, immediately. <laughs> he gets that accent straight. Yeah, yeah, he'll immediately. That accent comes with the joke. <laughs> Immediately do a fucking Bernard Manning routine. And the nation will come together at last yeah. under its ultimate symbol. A diverse but right-wing man. That is it. <laughs> that is it. That is Britain. That is Britain. That's Britain. Yes, 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 yes. A yes. right-wing diverse man eating chicken tikka masala and saluting a picture of the Queen. <laughs> and cutting taxes. Right. That's what it is. That's the soul now of the nation. That it is. It is. It fucking is. Deliveroo conservatism. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Thai food Tory. I'm a Thai food Tory. That's right. It's like, well, he's a Tory, but he does like Thai food. It's so true. He's, he's only going to be so anti-immigration and foreign things. We can at least know that he's pro-Thai immigration. <laughs> yeah. To an extent. Specifically, chefs. <laughs> Maybe delivery guys. We'll have to see. Yeah, exactly. Yes, God, maybe that, Maybe we'll reach that, that pinnacle one day. Um, Lewis Darley, who drew us that picture last week of us looking at sheep. Oh, yeah, I like that. He's very good. He's very good. It's a very unique style as well. Yeah, it's a very unique style. I was thinking that. It's very beautiful. It's... um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like um, the style you find in very arty sort of graphic novel or. Comic I think or he's doing one right now. Oh, okay. I've been I follow him on Instagram and he's doing posts about it and things and it looks like it's t- it takes forever. Can you mm, imagine? Very interesting, like shading and stuff. Yeah. Um. So if you follow him on Twitter, Dali makes art. Dali is not as in Salvador. It's as in D A R L E Y. Dali Dar- makes art. Uh, he sent us a good thing about tat. Uh, he, but he says it does this count as tat. Okay. This is a question of judgment for us. Okay. So it's a tweet about a, an exhibition that's coming up. And it's, uh, the tweet says, an exhibition, it's an exhibition for cats and dogs. To, for cats and dogs to view? I think so, yeah. Okay. Like interactive. Right, I mean, okay. It's very adult ball pit. I mean, it isn't, <laughs> is it? Because it's for do- cats and dogs who have no idea what they're looking at. Sure, but it's for the, uh, your adult to, the adults to watch their dog. Oh. Like, Look, he's making a friend in the exhibit. Sick. I actually, I actually felt a bit of reflux just now. <laughs> like, actually, my stomach just went. Yes, it is. Experiences for dogs and things. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay, and the tweet. This tweet is um, promoting promoting it. it. An exhibition for woofers and floofers no. is coming to London. No. <laughs> woofers and fluffers. What? What annoys me is that I would say woofer, like subwoofer, but then I would say floofer. Fluffer, floofer, woofer, woofers and floofers. Yeah, it doesn't quite Woofers right. and floofers. Fluffers. I mean, ideally, I'd never say any of those words. I've never words. heard floofer before. I think it's a cat. 
I mean, it, it isn't strictly tat, but it has a spirit. The person who wrote it is partial to a bit of tat in their house. Is it digital tat? Is it the new wave of tat? No, because it's, it's just quite in, informative, isn't it? It's just like, this is coming, but the term I've used for duck, cats and dogs is a bit tatty. Yes, I suppose... But it's more whimsical than tat. Which uh, is generally whimsical, and whimsy is awful, of course, but it isn't strictly <laughs> it is tat. Yes. Is tat, does tat have to be physically realized? This is the question we're debating No, because you now. can get it on Instagram. You can get it like Insta-tat. Yeah. I think tat... I think tat some, is like... Someone... Tat, tat exists to be owned in itself. You know? It, yeah. And I think like promotions and ads can be tatty, but I don't think they're strictly tat themselves, unless you keep them yourself. For okay, your a wine tasting is coming up. Okay. And the tweet about it says, Yeah. It's wine o'clock somewhere here. I mean, they've definitely taken their inspiration from Tat. They're using Tatish. They're speaking Tatish. They've appropriated Tat. They have appropriated it. For commercial means. In the digital space, is that tweet not like Tat? I don't. Maybe I'm a bit of a, a Tat traditionalist. <laughs> yeah, you're an analog Tat. Yeah, I, I would not consider that Tat. There are elements of tat in it, but the the piece itself is not tat because tat exists to be owned on its own. Yes, well, I, it's interesting. This is a genuine debate that people. I remember someone telling me that they had like a they were doing theology at university, uh-huh. and part of their one of their theology seminars was about like is is a dead person's Facebook page a grave? Interesting. Yeah. So in the digital space, is that what that is? Do you visit it to look yeah. at the picture and remember them and look at their name? Yeah. That's a grave. Yeah, so, it's true. Yeah. I think that's right. Well, this, well, 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 but then if you write something on it, it doesn't exist, does it? It's just made of electricity, like this tat. Yes, but I think the, like, the, the, the difference I'm drawing is between like a, a post on, on Instagram that yeah. says, this queen is also a bitch. Or, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know, whatever. <laughs> like that's good tat. That, that I'd wear that. That is not to promote anything. It exists for you to own in the digital space or to look yeah. at and to hold and uh, in the digital sense. So that is tat. It yeah. doesn't have to be physical. Yeah. In the same way that those Facebook pages are effectively gravestones. Yes. Okay. That's that. This is my. That's my position. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'd I'd accept that. But you know, the debate rages on. Um, there's some more tat from Eleanor. Eleanor! Yeah. Um, um, uh, what a smellinger. What a smellinger. Um, dear buds, large amounts of praise redacted. What does this sign even mean? And bonus miracle from letterbox propaganda. Sorry for formatting. I tried my best, Koji. So, um, this is difficult tat to describe. It's a mailbox, as you say. That's the second one. Oh, okay. So this first one is a, a piece of tat that as, uh, it fits your description. You'd purchase it. You'd hang it up. Okay, yeah. You don't have to purchase it. Oh, sure. It can be given. It can be given. Tat can be a gift. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it is a little wooden sign. Okay. That one might whimsically hang up upon a nail in your rural kitchen. Can I guess it? Will I be able to guess it? Well, let's see. Okay. Upon this sign uh-huh. is perched... Two sort of cartoon birds, like chickens, or okay, they got little beaks and wattles, you know. Yeah. So there's two of them, kind of as if they're on the sign. Yeah. 
they're in a kind of a, a cartoony style. They don't look real. Okay. And then there's a big heart stuck on the sign as well. Because why not? Okay. That's not relevant. The chickens kind of are. Okay. The little birds. And the sign says in a silly font. Yeah. Kitchen closed. Uh huh. This chicks had it. Okay. That's that, it. That's it. Oh, I thought I was trying to guess it. I, I just as I was reading it, I realized what can I leave out that yeah, even yeah. makes that guessable. Kitchens closed. This chicks had it. But there's no apostrophe on chicks because grammatical correctness is obviously the opposite of tat. Not interested. Kitchen closed. This chicks had it. Yeah, the chickens are sort of embroidered kind of chicks, and they don't actually appear as chickens. So it's it, it's quite confusing to act. Also, it's again we've reached that point where it's 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 sort of people buying tat. That's like yes, it's for me. I'm the woman buying the tat, and I'm in the kitchen. Yeah, that kind of almost self categorizing. I was like, I'm the kitchen lady. Right. Yes, that's right. Right. That but happens all, a lot. Yeah, yeah. In 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 one action, both reinforcing gender stereotypes and fighting back against them so yeah. like i'm not in the kitchen because i've been not in the kitchen already <laughs> uh, if you want this woman to go into the kitchen and make food well bad luck i've already done that four times today <laughs> and i'm very tired from doing it which is the thing i do She's, the the, the tattles and mixes its metaphors. The, the kitchen's closed. This chick's had it, and chicken. So what? You're, so you're a chicken, chicken about to be cooked has had it. Yeah. Your chickens run away. That's just yeah. That's just low quality tat. It's just not well thought out in any way. Well, this is it. And so um, this other thing is. Uh, oh, I see what she means. Bonus miracle from letterbox propaganda. So she's got one of these free newspapers. Popped in her letterbox. Like from a religious group or a political candidate. Yes. Um, sometimes you get them because they're like a mad local newspaper that you wouldn't have ever imagined existed. Oh, okay. yeah, but this one is very much in the religious propaganda category. Uh, look at the picture of it. It's called New Life. Oh, yeah. Sounds very religious. New Life. And uh, <laughs> here are the headlines. Mm-hmm. If you're just tuning in, these are the headlines from New Life. We've got Turn Worry into Prayer. <laughs> What if your worry is that you're not praying very well? <laughs> it's not going to compound the problem. Aren't all prayers worries? Well, is this what they're saying? But I think hey. they're saying you already have worry. Why not? Why not? Yeah, turn it into prayer. Prayers are worries, aren't they? I can't imagine someone going, "Dear God, it's all fine, actually." Well, exactly. Nothing to report. But this is what they're saying. So instead of worrying about it, pray it away. You may as well pray. I mean, essentially, it's therapy to invisible therapist. That's all that is. Yes, it's meditative, isn't it? It's just about it's just about articulating your 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 worries, which can help. Another headline: Four viruses of the apocalypse. Oh, so is this like question mark? Right. So is this an article about maybe this is the end of the world? Yeah. But we still need three more viruses. Four viruses of the apocalypse. How many? Yeah. I bet you they're counting AIDS as one of them. Oh, it's, okay. I bet you they are. It's the a religious gra- group, so an unhealthy course. obsession with AIDS is not far behind. <laughs> <laughs> um, Queen's message of unity. Okay. Pretty standard That's stuff. Enough. Special COVID-19 edition. Hope and the coronavirus crisis. Uh, so, it says, thanks, thanks a 40 million. That's the headline for this story. Thanks a 40 million. Thanks a 40 million. So this is the story. Uh-huh. A pastor. As in a religious person, not 
a piece of spaghetti. Exactly. Yeah. That would be a miracle. Yeah. This piece of spaghetti spoke to us about God. And he goes, I believe, I believe. It's also fun to call a single spaghetti noodle a pasta. Would you like another another pasta? Would you like a pasta? Can I get some more pastas in here? Can I have a plate of pastas, please? <laughs> I remember really laughing at school when I realized that in French you have to say les cheveux, like my hairs. Oh, nice. Un cheveu is a hair. Yeah. So My hairs is actually a very um, accurate way of describing my beard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. These are my hairs. It implies like seven hairs yeah. in, the, in the in British English. So it's really funny to me that in France you'd go, I'm just going to go cut my hairs. But, <laughs> <laughs> a disgusting thing to say. It's uh, funny. I, I have to get some gel to rub it into my hairs. Like, Ugh. Hairs. Ugh. Each individual hairs. Horrid. Horrible. A pastor whose video from his hospital bed about prawn cocktail crisps went viral believes he has reached 40 million people with the good news. Lee McClelland, who leads the Ark Church in Belfast, alongside his wife, Joanne. Hi, Joanne. Shout out to Joanne. Revealed in a video how a cleaner came to visit him and prayed for him when no one else could while he was in hospital battling coronavirus. And da, da, da. In the video, the 40-year-old father of four said he asked God to send him a packet of prawn cocktail crisps what? and a can of Coke, and his prayer was answered. What? So, yeah. The video went viral on social what, media. What video? Video of what? Of him praying and then them arriving? Yeah, I think so. Or him saying it's happened? The video went viral on social media and has been viewed more than 40 million times. Lee told New Life, I can't believe it. I have invitations from all around the world to go and share my story. I have to watch this video. But to be honest, I just want to get back to our church in Belfast. We were amazed when thousands viewed the video, but that's over 40 million. It's crazy how many have heard about the power of prayer. And the name of, of Jesus Christ, the power of the, and the deliciousness of Walker's prawn cocktail. He's <laughs> raking it in. <laughs> what the, I mean, if I was a man of God, a, a pastor, mm-hmm. and I had coronavirus, and mm-hmm. I was, as this man is, I presume, old as hell, mm-hmm. I would pray to not have coronavirus anymore. Right, if I had yes. one coin to spend in the old prayer shop, I would go for the not dying of the reason I'm in hospital, as opposed to I'd love these crisps and a can of Coke. I guess there's a tricky conflict there, an internal conflict, because if you pray to God, yeah, uh, don't let me die of coronavirus. Yeah, the 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 implication is that he was going to. Yeah, which and where does that put you in? In his books. So it would be kind of like an, an admission that you think he's going to let you die. He's going to get me. So why? So instead, go for something a little, a little you know, less important like crisps. Yeah. Because, thanks, God. I, I, it would have been fair enough for you not to have gotten me these crisps. Yeah. Because why would you know I wanted the crisps? So that's okay. But, but now you've given, you know. So God is like a mob boss who you can't offend. I've always seen him that way. Yeah. So if you say to the, if you say to the head of the mafia... And and you're going to pay me, right? It would be such disrespect. Yeah, exactly. Now you exactly. think I'm going to stiff you out of a measly thousand dollars or whatever, and then they'd, he'd probably get you beaten up yeah, yeah, for yeah. that disrespect. Yeah. Whereas if you say, you assume he's going to pay you, and then you say, can I also have some crisps? <laughs> then my boss is like, by all means. Sure, I'll throw, some, throw in some crisps. I see what you're saying, yeah. 
Yeah, that's it just seems like an act of extra generosity. That's right, that's right, that's right. And then God doesn't know that you thought that in your head because he's a weird, like, yeah, mafia version of God. It's just a kind. Maybe it's just like very Don good, God. It's a good way, of, <laughs> a good way of like getting, <laughs> getting God to pay to to reminding God of you without, yeah, presuming not to be a bother. Uh, just yeah. checking in about those crisps. Chris, um, oh yeah, no, yeah, I am sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, I guess you knew that. And then God's like, "Well, if I, you can't eat the crisps if you're dead," and you're like, oh, "You know, I hadn't thought of that." <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're right. God, I guess I'll have to be alive then. <laughs> Maybe this guy's the cleverest guy in the world. He deserves every one of those forty million views. This pastor, um, God, yeah, maybe intercessionary prayer. Real slap in the face for all those people who wanted something more than crisps. Yeah, never asked. Should have lowballed it. Yeah. It's like Willy Wonka. He was the humblest. <laughs> and that's why he gets the factory. <laughs> Everyone else said, I want the chocolate river. And it's like, well, you're going to die of a communicable disease. <laughs> so you're greedy. And I'm mean. Uh, we'll end on some Dutch tat. Uh, hey, that's tat that you fart on. <laughs> It's tat that someone's farted on. Yeah, fart tat is like boob whiskey, or boob vodka. It's some someone famous has done a fart on this live laugh love sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can tell me. guests that. <laughs> Madonna farted on this sign. <gasps> May I, please? Oh, wow! Uh, this is from Tal. Tal, T A L. Yeah. Tuck Tal. Oh, you don't say tuck in there. Donkey. Donkey. Uh, hi, Phil and Pierre. Recently, I found some very confusing tat on the Dutch equivalent of Craigslist. Oh. Carlslist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Carlslist. It's Craigslist, but it's pronounced Craigslist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they made it themselves, because I can't imagine any other explanation. Anyway, enjoy. Um, so, oh my god, yeah. It's, I think they definitely made it themselves because I don't think they'd get away so with this So this is legally. a piece of tat on sale on Dutch Craigslist. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And what is it? So it's a sort of Mickey Mouse wall hanging. Okay, okay. They've hung up a silhouette of M. Mouse. Mm-hmm. So you've got the ears. Yeah. You've got the round head. Yeah. The simple silhouette. Okay. But where the head is... It's also a photo of Mickey Mouse. In full body? No, kind of like not even his whole face. Can I see? Like half his face. Oh. Yeah, it's like, it's so, yeah, so in the circle of the Mickey Mouse logo is a photograph of a Mickey Mouse in a costume at a Disneyland. Yeah, and it's taken with what appears to be a sort of fisheye lens. It's like, very peculiar. It's really odd. And then the caption underneath is. You can do it, full stop. Yeah. If you can. Dream. Dream it. Dream it. Yeah, the Tat Whisperer strikes again. <laughs> I did see it when you uh, well. pointed at me. And Dream it is written in like cramped, stenciled Disney ripoff font. Uh, That's quite Dutch. I like it. You can do it. If you can dream it. But also because... <laughs> no exclamation marks. <laughs> but also that, that Disney D is at the beginning of Dream It. And it's such a... I've, I, it took me ages to see that as a D. And even now it looks like a backward C. So I first read, you can do it if you cr- cream it. <laughs> That's much sexier. Yeah. You can That's do more it. Dutch. Definitely more Dutch. If you can cream it. <laughs> That's horrid. I'm just going to go cut my hairs. Hey, you can do it. 
You can cream it. That's horrible. Yeah. I don't like that at cream all. Cream my hairs. Gonna go cream my hairs. Gonna cream my hairs, yeah. Um, Gotta pay a guy to cream my hairs. Uh, well, I think that's all we have time for. Keep um, Yeah, thanks, cream- Tal, for that. Thanks, Tal. Keep um, creaming. Keep creaming it, everybody. Keep on creaming, everybody. Don't let that cream die. Keep creaming Keep it. living the cream. Power our cities. Keep creaming it. <laughs> Keep creaming it. Bye. Bye. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com.